Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. Maury Smith said that a lockout or strike in 2021 is almost a virtual certainty. Now, this is something that right now is abstract. It's like the Olympics are coming to Los Angeles. Yeah, it's 11 years. Yeah, we got some time. We're talking about this, still a big headline today, but here's where this gets bigger and bigger. Obviously, yes, this is four years from now or three years from now, and a lot can change. Many things can happen. But you heard Brady say, we signed a really bad deal. The players signed a bad deal. We gave the owners too much power. I'm glad that he agrees with me because I was barking up that tree and I was being called a jerk and an idiot. You and jerk. I had no idea. It's like, no, you fought for days off. You, you idiot. <laughs> you gave up everything else I mean, to, to not have a couple more padded practices. I mean, that story was incredible. Wait, though we had four days off. No, it was three. Sorry about that. Wow. Oh, my God. Now, before we get, before I, I tell you now there's going to be an end date to one of my biggest bold predictions ever, here's NFLPA head Demory Smith on what could happen. I think that the likelihood of either a strike or a lockout in 21 is almost a virtual certainty. Sports Illustrated on the courtesy there. So you actually got to hear his words. This is what's going to happen for these negotiations. The NFL players will say at this point, when it gets to that, 
they will say, we're negotiating, but Goodell is out. Roger Goodell needs to resign, and we'll negotiate a new contract. That is how I've said for a long time, Goodell is now on a slippery slope, and eventually he will be pushed out as NFL commissioner for many reasons. Number one, his name is a bad headline. The NFL fights an image problem every single day, every day. Now here's the Ezekiel Elliott. You know, when he came into the league, he ruled with an iron fist. He suspended guys that would get in trouble, and then things got away from him. He suspended guys, suspended guys, and people said, okay, Pac-Man Jones, the late Chris Henry, Tank Johnson, and then he goes light on Robert Kraft and Spygate, and that was it. Goodell never got the full trust back of the players after that. So the players don't like him. They're already mad that they signed a bad deal. Goodell's a bad headline, as I said, for the NFL. Ratings are eroding slightly. Give another couple of years of ratings eroding, and maybe owners are going to say, we can find another guy to make us money. Because right now he's he's in his, he's going to make $80 million this year. And NFL is a huge cash cow and everybody's making money. But if ratings start to slip and the NFL loses its grip a little bit on the top spot, you're going to see that. Plus a very big deal. He has now alienated Bob Kraft and Jerry Jones, the two most influential owners in the NFL. Bob Kraft for Spygate to Flategate, who helped put him in power. And Jerry Jones is seething. We heard after the Ezekiel Elliott six-game suspension. So the two guys who are the most powerful, now they're going to say, you know what, screw this guy. We need somebody else in there. The players will be behind it. By the time this comes up, that's going to be the player's big trump card. Yeah, we'll negotiate. We'll do this. But Goodell is out. That's going to happen. Well, that becomes the the next big question as we sit here in the Geico studios on the waiting on the week one of a new NFL season is the ratings, projections, people are already expecting Another dip. And again, with all the choices you have for your television viewing and the amount of product, it makes sense that you see at least a marginal dip. And and again, you can play with those numbers however you will. But the, the larger question for the player's side of things is, do they have enough cohesion by which to force the issue? I don't think it's their side. I think it's they're, they're too fractured because they're all fighting for different things in terms of their timeline and their NFL lives, and that's why they continue to sign bad deals, is that they're looking out for number one as opposed to what's the larger health. Because they can't afford a lockout. You've got ten guys that mm-hmm. can afford a right. lockout. The bigger issue is on the owner's side if they decide it's time to re-up and find a new voice that Goodell got you so far, now you need to reinvent some things in terms of your technology, how you distribute your game, how you promote the game, and from the punishment side, how you evolve from where he took you. You went from zero to 100, and now you've got to figure out where that happy medium is. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Earlier today, Kevin Durant, NBA Finals MVP, was asked if he was going to go to the White House to visit the president when he was invited, which all sports teams that win championships do. And he said he is not going to go to the White House. Why, when he was asked? It's because of President Trump. Quote, no, I won't do that. I don't respect who's in office right now. This on the heels of LeBron James, who said a couple of days ago that 
when he tried to give a message of positivity about the tragedy in Charlottesville, said, listen, it's not about a teacher that doesn't respect you. It's not about our so-called president. This is the second big iconic athlete in the last couple of days to visibly and very vociferously say, I don't like the president and what he is doing. Normally, when players don't want to visit the White House, they give an oh-by-the-way answer. They don't really go into details. They say things like, well, I don't shouldn't need to say it, or I have a family commitment and I'm buying an iWatch in New York City like Tom Brady did. Whatever it was, you know, that that's normally what we get. But or now, we had a lot of players that didn't go and nobody cared. Right. But now right, nobody paid attention look, to that at all. We're we're so political now in this country. It's never going to end. We're never going to come together. We just have to deal with this. But now everything is a hot button topic. I said earlier in the show, there are no more powerful voices in sports than that of the black athlete. Because black athletes are iconic when you're talking about players like LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Look, the NBA, Charles Barkley's words, look, the NBA is a black league. That's why Donald Sterling couldn't get away with being a racist owner because the NBA is is a black league. NFL is becoming a black league. You know, half of the great superstars in the NFL now are black. You want to talk about the top superstars in the game? Yeah, you got Brady and Aaron Rodgers and J.J. Watt. You also have Cam Newton, Odell Beckham, and Russell Wilson. These guys are big superstars. You are seeing no more powerful voice than black athletes because they have the guts and the courage to stand up and say, I disagree with this, and this needs to be a conversation that we have. Whether it's Colin Kaepernick as well, going back, agree or disagree with him, there is no more powerful voice than black athletes because they've had the guts to stand up and say, listen, I don't care what you say about me. I'm going to say what I think and conversations that we need to have. Now, you want to throw this into the mix. Here's Chris Long, Eagles defensive end, who is white, son of Howie Long, who tonight, a picture and his comments post-game are starting to go viral. The Eagles played a game tonight against the Buffalo Bills, and Long's teammate, Malcolm Jenkins, stood for the national anthem with his right fist raised in the air, as he's done since last season. This was first made famous by the American sprinters, uh, Black Power, that put their fists in the air when they were on the gold medal stand in the Olympics in 1968. So this has always been a symbol of, I want to protest, I want to show you that things need to change in the United States. Chris Long stood for the National Anthem tonight with his arm around Malcolm Jenkins as he stood with his right fist in the air. And when he was asked why he did it after the game, listen to what Chris Long said. You know, listen, right now we need leadership. Um, we need leadership in this country. We need, to, we need to come together, you know. And if anybody really has an issue with somebody being an ally, of somebody fighting for equality in a week like this uh, against white supremacy, I think, I think that, that's sad. As I said earlier, and I I mentioned it there, and I kind of recapped it, there is no more powerful voice in sports than the black athlete because of of being the the guts, what they can say to represent, to need to foster change and to do things differently. Now, can you imagine what the impact would be if we had more Chris Longs who are now, okay, I have to show that that I'm supporting my teammate, my brother, my friend, who I'm seeing bad things done. Can you imagine the impact that would have? That would blow everything away if suddenly all across sports, the NFL, the NBA, you saw, and look, and people, I'm not saying racism doesn't exist in sports because it does. It's everywhere. But there is no place where it's less than the NFL. 
and the NBA and teams where you are forced to get along. You are forced to get along people with many different backgrounds, beliefs, but that's how it works. You know, there's a melting pot on every sports team and you cuz you're not going to win if you don't get along. Right. If you don't respect the other person. Can you play? And so that means you're going to have a, a big mix and folks from all backgrounds coming together. He said it's a, a good time for people that look like me to be there for people that are fighting for equality. Can you imagine if now this becomes a bigger thing and other white athletes now do the same thing? They kneel with other athletes. They stand with their arms around people. Now we see other players in the NBA who are now starting to say, you know what, I'm coming. I, I, I need to stand up and I need to speak like LeBron James does. White players need to say, I need to stand up and speak like LeBron James does. I need to show that I am in it with you and that we are all together. And again, we will show you that sports will show you the way. From the very beginning of this show, when we first started, you and I together yeah. three years ago, it was right in the in the crux of the Michael Sam debate where we talked about the equality of gay players in the National Football League. And, you know, we had big conversations about not stopping progress, and, and this is the way the world is going. Whenever there are hard, not decisions to be made, but hard discussions to have, sports always leads the way. Because sports, like, listen, we're, we're all from different cultures. We get together on stuff because we have to because we're a team. And they wind up leading the way with discussions. It's no coincidence that after Charlottesville and after this weekend and, and what happened with white supremacists and, and, and neo-Nazis and the horrendous tragedies that happened in Charlottesville, it's no coincidence that now here we are a few days later and athletes are saying, give it to me. I, I, I will take up this cause. I will do it. It is time now for me to speak. It's time for me to stand up and do this. And athletes are doing it. While many people are outraged on social media and outraged everywhere, and it's a big debate going back and forth, but here are the first guys saying, spotlight's on me, I'll do it. I'll stand up. I'll do it. I will help. I will do my part. Well, and one of the big things we've talked about, and certainly when we've gone into these issues, we hear it on social media, and we thank you for your involvement at How About a Fresca at Swollen Dome, is the combination of not just being on the court or the gridiron, but culture overall and the culture of the NBA and how LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, all these players go into the NFL with Cam Newton, it, it, it impacts culture. And so when you have people taking a point of leadership that the top players getting vocal, we had just started our show when the Donald Sterling tom, timeline was going down. And what happened? LeBron James and other leaders spoke up saying, hey, you want your playoffs? You started to hear rumblings of not showing up for playoff games, and it helped force the hand of the NBA to make a decision in that regard. You know, we'd always heard of Donald Sterling, and we certainly, our teammate Olden Polony, some of the other players and, and ex-NBA uh, performers that were part of the Clippers, they all had stories. They all had different things to weigh in, but it took the superstars to take the voice and, and use it. And now we see this. And Chris Long, don't forget, from Charlottesville. Mm -hmm. So that happened in his town. So taking a leadership position as well, a, a well-thought-of, long-tenured player in the National Football League coming off of the Super Bowl run with the Patriots, and now he takes a stand. So we'll see how the, the narrative pushes forward, how many more athletes stand up. But certainly we, we've talked about it a lot of sports and society, and, and no matter what, people watch different TV shows, people read different books. No matter who you are, you have one eye 
comes back to sports because that's the great unifier at the lunch table, the proverbial water cooler, standing in line, whatever it is. That's going to be the thing that unites and gets people talking. So this can only help. You know why? Because sport, because athletes, they don't care about politics. And that's the big thing. Because everybody else, when you're talking about, obviously, politicians and people who are from different parties, Democratic Party and the Republican Party, the Republican Party, they care, you know, look, they, they and the Democrats, they both care deeply about what's going on, but they also have to care about their party because they, they both think we're the best way we know how to govern. And in the end, well, they're all, whatever so, is happening. They're also going right. to say and do what's going to keep them in right, position exactly. of and power they, they need and get to them reelected. About, yeah, exactly. So there's, oh, politics is always a part of them. You and I, whenever we have conversations with people, politics is a part of it because who we feel we represent, the party that I'm in, you know, when I talk about I think this and I think the, the ideals of this party are, are worth it. Athletes don't care. They don't care. They don't care about parties. They don't care about it. They just say, this is right, this is wrong, and I don't, I don't care if athletes don't vote. I don't care. If they can stand up and do this, this is way more, means way more than voting. Because the people they can influence, they don't care. There's no athlete that says, well, I want to give my comments here, but I remember I'm a member of the Republican Party or I'm a member of the Democratic Party. I want to say, they don't care. It is unfiltered and it is straight to us. And that's why this cuts through. And that's why sports people pay attention to it because athletes don't have an agenda other than, oh, hey, let's, you know, we're all in this together. Let's not forget that. And that's what happens. Chris Long, great stuff from him. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Now, speaking of things that have been said over the course of the day, Marshawn Lynch mm-hmm. did an interview today in which he was asked about not standing for the national anthem of the first game for the Raiders. And in typical Marshawn Lynch fashion, no juice. He answered the question as only Marshawn Lynch liked to answer questions. By that, I mean. He completely dodged everything. I think that elephant just left the room because a little mouse ran in here. Didn't they say elephants are scared of mouses or something? <laughs> left, cousin. <laughs> Why'd you sit for the national anthem? That elephant just left the room. There's a lot of, about that action, boss. There's a lot of mouses. Mouses around. Well, it's a better way of saying no it's, comment. Well, it's actually mice, not mouses. So I just want to say yeah. that. If people are going to get mad at me for going, you spelled Kristaps with a Y, you idiot. I did hear about these things. Well, we are celebrating educators tonight. I on hit the, show. the I hit the, the letter right <laughs> yeah, next look, to the Y. You've seen pictures of his hands; they're Maybe. fat fingers. He went on when he was asked about sitting for the national anthem to give another non sequitur of an answer, as only Marshawn Lynch likes to do. But I like the the elef- that elephant left the room. With mouses and and running under their feet, I don't know. I I kind of I kind of like the analogy that no no the elephant was in the room and now it, now the elephant in the room now not in the room. Horton heard a who, but not who was the guy who sat for the anthem. TJ, so yeah, we didn't have that. But I wonder, and I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, because Marshawn Lynch is Marshawn Lynch. He marches to the beat of his own drum. He wouldn't answer why he sat for the National Anthem, which is kind of puzzling because you figure, okay, if you're sitting for a cause, you would say why. I'm wondering, and this is just me, because Marshawn Lynch is his own dude. I wonder if he just wasn't paying attention they were playing the National Anthem, that he was sitting down, having a snack, 
you know, with music lyrics going on in his head. He wasn't playing in the game. And they looked up and said, why, why is everybody standing up? What's going uh, Oh, was that the end? Oh, uh, I'm tired. I'm sitting anyway. I wonder if maybe he didn't know. Maybe just, you know, he was just in his own world, and he's got music clearance going through his head. He's he's eating a snack, and he's going, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. Everything is wonderful. <laughs> That's what I feel when we're together brighter. Come on, Derek Ard, then, a lucky penny. Why are you standing with a hand over your heart? Come on. Oh, 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 it's the anthem. Now, oh. one of the questions that, that fell out of all of this was when Jack Del Rio said, I talked to Marshawn, he said he's been doing this for 11 years. Yeah. Still waiting. That's the point of clarification right. that everybody's waiting on. Yeah. Right, because there's been a lot of photographic evidence of him standing with his yeah. former Seattle teammates during the National Anthem. Maybe he meant, you know, sitting on a on a Gatorade top and having a snack. Now, Go ahead, put it on in there. I, I took it to, to mean that this is his 11th year out of Cal, and so <laughs> since he left college, he's been doing his own thing. Not necessarily related to the national anthem at all. And either way, we heard that from Jack Del Rio. So it's open to interpretation exactly what was being said. And Marshawn Lynch giving the answer he did, we're, we're no closer to finding the answer you, except you, for mice. You never are. You never are close to anything with Marshawn he's, Lynch. He's in postseason form. It's, he's getting ready for a Raiders Super Bowl run he, at this point. He so digs being the guy that nobody can figure out. Because he, he'll say things and do things sometimes because he's motivated, sometimes because he's bored, sometimes he just wants to mess around with reporters. He loves being that guy. He's mysterious. You just got to slide it right on in. Slide, slide it right in, in like this? I just like being that guy. And that's Marshawn Lynch. And there you have it. And there's mouses and there's elephants leaving the room because the mouses are in, in a mouse house running under the feet of the elephant. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. With three NFL games involving, look, Jameis Winston is going to be a phenomenal quarterback this season. Tough guy to root for. Tough guy to root for, but a phenomenal quarterback. Jay Cutler making his Dolphins debut. That the guy who was going to own social media and own the night was Blake Bortles. Who knew? Nobody. Nobody knew Blake Bortles. No, I really thought it would be. Well, I didn't think Cutler would play enough to where it would really get too hyped today. So that kind of goes to the wayside. The Buccaneers, I mean, it's a 12-8 game. That's a Jets blowout. So that, so that That's jumps a Jets up, blowout. right? I mean, the, the Eagles win a game. Nobody cares. Right? <laughs> Eagles play Buffalo. Matt McGloin plays some quality minutes. McGloin, anybody? No. <laughs> you said Gloin. I said Gloin. Uh, Carson Wentz, 6 of 9 for 56 yards, took a sack. Uh, Dane Evans, anybody? Nathan Peterman or TJ Yates? Yeah, that's not moving the needle. Never heard of Nobody J- cares. You said Jay Peterman? Is Jay that Peterman. Jay Peterman. Working on the catalog. <laughs> but Blake Bortles owns the night. Why? Well, let's just say his meh game wasn't taken that well by Jaguars fans. Oh. Sanchez gets hit. Oh. The ball is loose and it's alive. I have never seen this before in my life. Reggie Watch White. this. Vince Wilfork is going to throw Fork Brandon Moore them. back into his quarterback. Yeah. I had no He's going to fumble the football. This is what Reggie White used to do to people. Forklift him and just lift him off the ground. Mark Sanchez not <laughs> expecting it. And it was the backside of Brandon, Brandon Moore yeah. that knocked the ball out. Right. How's that tattoo coming Thanks, along? Chris Collinsworth. Uh, no, Blake Bortles was not that bad tonight. That was, you know, boy, he had a butt fumble. No, no, 
You know uh, what? That would have saved his game because you, know you could have just laughed it off because it was something absurd. But here's the thing. When that butt fumble happened, it was – the game was Thanksgiving weekend. It was a Jets home game, and the crowd didn't boo. They were like, what the blank has got it? But they didn't yell and boo. I was gathering with a bunch of friends and, and family here boo. in the greater Los Angeles area for for a Thanksgiving celebration. And I'm watching it. I go, I can't believe I just saw this. I called everybody in from the dining room, said, wait a minute. You got to come back. We can't congregate and eat just yet. Here, let me rewind this. As soon as I saw that play, I said, that play is going to live forever. All right. What play? Uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, but, TJ. Uh, but meanwhile, nobody really booed because they were all stunned. But after Blake Bortles had a bad series tonight, well, that's when the Boo Birds came out. Dropping the throw is Blake. Fires deep down the middle of the field. Wants Allen Robinson. Incomplete. Allen broke free, but the ball was behind him. It's incomplete. It's going to be fourth down. There are some boos here in the stadium. <laughs> There are some boos. That's like saying Jason Smith has had a couple of bites of chocolate cake. I mean, there's some boos <laughs> in the stadium. Bortles, well, I realize there are only 12 people at the game. It's pretty but, hard yeah. to get too much. I mean, and it's not like Atlanta Dozens where they're going to pump in that crowd noise. Dozens of fans are booing Blake Bortles. Bortles, 65 yards through the air, four punts on four possessions. It was abysmal. It was an ugly game. And after the game, we watched Doug Marone basically throw the quarterback job open and every other job on the Jacksonville Jaguars. We lost 12-8. Everybody's available. I met with both quarterbacks afterwards. Uh, I told them what I'm looking for is I'm looking for someone that's going to lead this offense. So uh, I'm not happy with the performance today. I'm not going to sit here and, and uh, BS anyone. I mean, everyone saw it out there. Uh, whatever you want to call it, I'm still trying to evaluate who the best person is at that position. But I also said this. Uh, I, haven't, I wasn't able to speak to the team after I spoke to both quarterbacks, but I just want to make sure everyone understands that if you can do this at the quarterback position, you know, all, all the other positions are very easy to do. So when I sit up here and I talk about earning the right to play, that's what we're doing. We're trying to earn the right to play. So, you know, we're going to figure this thing out. I know I'm probably going to get a lot of questions during the week, timetables, who, how so-and-so. I'm, I'm just going to wait, evaluate it, see who the best person is um, for that job as well as some other jobs out there. So everything is open for the Jaguars now. So I ask you this again <laughs> after having an hour to think about Yes, sir. It. Most fun train wreck to follow in the NFL this season. Sure. Quarterback train wreck. Most fun. Not worst. Not the – What's going to be the most fun to follow? Bortles in mm -hmm. Jacksonville, as long as he wins a job. Right. Osweiler in Cleveland, because Joe Thomas says, I fully expect him to start week one. I was waiting, kind of waiting for Joe Thomas to say, because we're the Browns. But he just Joe said, Thomas no, like, has been having trouble remembering all of his uh, quarterbacks. Uh, how, 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 how could you? Revolving I mean, door. No. Uh, I think he misremembers. That is so, right. Biggest train wreck. Yeah. Bortles. Yep. Osweiler. Jay Cutler. Mm -hmm. Christian Hackenberg. Because they'll all start. They'll all start. I'm going Hackenberg because even if the Dolphins stink and, and Jay Cutler is awful, which he will be and he'll be a train wreck, the Dolphins won't be so bad because they're talented. They have a lot of talent on that team. So they're not going to go 0-16 or 1-15. The Jets could easily do that. 
and we love nothing more than big train wrecks and teams that are just so incredibly bad you can't help but pay attention to them, which is why the Knicks and the Lakers of last year still get all the attention on them. Hackenberg will be the biggest train wreck. I think the biggest thing with the Jets is there's blame to go around, and that's why Hackenberg won't bear the brunt of the responsibility. It's not going to all fall on him. It's going to be, look at, they drafted. 53% completion rate his final year at Penn State a guy who oftentimes couldn't hit the broad side of a barn there. And so the fact that he gets drafted by the Jets was really should be more of an indictment of the system and the leadership of the team more so than him. So I think that kind of pushes off because you're still going to get more residual hate for Geno Smith than you are for Christian Hackenberg. <laughs> okay? With Blake Bortles, it would be a more delicious and fun story for us if Tom Coughlin was getting red-faced on the sideline. But he's in management, so he doesn't much count. He's not going to be at the podium every week answering questions, <laughs> so that doesn't help me. And then you go to Cleveland. It's Cleveland. It's Cleveland. They're too worried about LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so it comes back to Jay Cutler. There are so many people right now, and if you could do one of these you know, anonymous sourced kind of things, I should probably reach out to 100 guys I know that cover the NFL 90 of them will tell me they've either got a video or a column already written, <laughs> right? The, the content for a video, just waiting some data points or a column that just needs one or two more paragraphs to finish it off. That's all I need. And it's finished. ready to go because of the, the hate and derision. I mean, you, you saw Brady came on. and he, Our buddy Brady Papink, our teammate here, longtime linebacker in the NFL. You catch him on the weekends. Follow him on Twitter at Brady Papinga. He was perpetuating the narrative. Ah, he doesn't look like he, he, he cares. Like, but to a man, his ex-teammates have all said good things, his former linemen, except maybe Brandon Marshall. Uh, <laughs> but he doesn't like anybody after a while. So I don't know how much of the perception that keeps getting perpetuated. And now you go to Miami. The fact that Adam Gase reached out and had that level of comfort saying, this is my guy that I want in here. It's got to stand for something, and the locker room has reportedly responded already. But because of the narrative that has been festering for years, that's the one that gets the most play and will have the most creativity. Those guys working on memes and gifts right now, <laughs> right as we speak, adding teal jerseys and teal-tainted cigarettes. I mean, it's going to be teal a beautiful thing. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Like the old candy cigarettes you bought at the five and dime. Oh yeah, where you and pretend that, to smoke and them and you can take a puff and like puff. That's what they're gonna have for Jay Cutler. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.